That was the best lemon I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Word from between the bedsheets just came in. You're good, but you can always do better. We want to hear from all the sex kittens and dirty dogs out there. All the cuddlers, stocking wearers, rope tires and biters. Just remember, this is a show for all the lovers, not the fighters. Naughty rude. 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 The show where anyone can have their say. Sid Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Bunwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands our office and studio stand. We respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which our partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is 8pm on a Sunday evening, which means it is time for the Naughty Rude Show. The best place to hear all things about sex and relationships here on Sin. I am Zach, and I am joined by a new voice on the show. Adam, hello, welcome. Hello, absolute pleasure to be here and looking forward to some interesting chats over the next couple of hours. And interesting chats we shall have. We're going to be hearing some wonderful little interviews because it is fringe season in full swing, the Melbourne Fringe Festival, which is home to all sorts of sexy, scandalous shows. And I had the uh, wonderful, wonderful pleasure of talking to some of the creators of those shows. We're also going to be hearing a bit about yourself, Adam. Yes, you'll be getting all the deep inside gossip about my dating life and the Tinder profile and basically what my Tinder profile presents and what I hope for it to show. But before we kick into all that, just going to go over, uh, so as I said, my name is Zach, my pronouns are he, him, and I am straight. Yourself? Uh, Yeah, so my name's Adam, my pronouns are he and him, and I'm also straight. There we go. Now, if people want to catch the Naughty Rude show, they can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Naughty Rude Sin, which is Naughty Rude S-Y-N. And if you catch us there, you can also get involved with the show by sliding into our DMs. DM us with a question, DM us with a story, DM us with some scathing criticism. I'd prefer if you didn't do the last one, but you (laughs) can if you want to. Or you can follow us, or you can find us, rather, on our Tumblr, which is thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. And if you do that, you can ask us something anonymously. We will have no idea who you are and no way to track your identity. So if you've done something real real scandalous, it's the place to be. It's the place to go. If you have a question that's real, real sexy, ask it there. Ask it there. Are you, are you looking forward to answering some questions, Adam? Exactly. I'm looking forward to get all the gossip, all the drama, but oh. also to learn more about our audience, what our audience likes both in and out of the bedroom. Oh, lovely. And if you want to hear more about what we like in and out of the bedroom, <laughs> funnily enough... Check us out on our podcast. You can find previous episodes all there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search The Naughty Rude Show. And like I said, we've got some great interviews. You'll be hearing them today, but, you know, if you miss them or if you just want to hear them again, they'll be up on our podcast as well as some other great ones. We spoke to Stella Del Lure about her show, Sieta, The Seven Deadly Sins. We spoke to the band Love Boner about their album, Love Boner, Reinventing Oral <laughs> Sex. We spoke to Apricot Inc. about their kinky kinky song call me good and yeah you can hear all of the other fringe festival show interviews such as the sexy news show resistible put together by uh, my friends actually abigail and oliver soon you'll be able to hear our interview with bernie dieta be dieta rather 
creator of Bernie Dieta's Club Cabaret, and you'll be hearing our interview with Olivia McLeod about her show, Pash. But of course, sometimes the things we talk about here can be a little bit heavy, so if you feel the need to reach out to someone, please do so. You can contact Beyond Blue at 1-300-224-636, Kids Helpline at 1-800-55-1800, or QLife Helpline at 1-800-184-527. Please don't hesitate to reach out for help if you feel you need it. Also, Adam, are you a doctor? I am not. Well... There continue to be no medical professionals on this show, so if you need a, a medical help, don't ask us. See your doctor. Tell, tell them, and they can help you and give you medication. All we can give you is kind of maybe good advice, hopefully. And saucy, and, and saucy gossip as well. Saucy gossip. Speaking of saucy gossip, did you do anything naughty rude this week, Adam? Well, yes, I managed to score some dates with two lovely ladies and all oh, that. lovely. You want Had a, a nice dates. little... Um, Nice little dinner in a Ligon Street, East Brunswick. Uh, 400 gradi. If you got the gosh to pay out for some nice knocky, 100% would recommend. Ooh, very, Beauti- very nice. Beautiful people and even beautiful, even more beautiful food. Absolute to die for. Any any second dates on the horizon or? Ah, uh, yes, with a lovely lady and I might have ended up saying tonight of hers and all that. Oh, wow. So I, de- I certainly may rude. have kept her company very and all rude. that, but... Uh, to put a um, a good night was enjoyed by all. That was for sure. Lovely. Well, I myself, uh, I went to Resistible, uh, saw the show, and it was indeed quite a sexy show. Uh, <laughs> it was a very interesting little spin on the sexy news. It's a shame tonight's the last night they're actually showing. So if you're listening to this now, unfortunately, if you haven't seen it yet, you have missed out. But they're planning on bringing it to other places, and I would highly recommend it because I love a little sexy fun, and if you're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, I hope you do too. <laughs> you are listening to The Naughty Rude Show here on Sin with Zach and Adam. And Adam, we have never met you before. We have no clue who you are. So, we're going to get to know you a little. Ooh, very nice and all that. I um, look very forward to, t- to dishing all my deepest and dirtiest secrets. Deepest maybe, maybe not tonight. <laughs> well, we'll... Maybe not the deepest, and build, maybe build not the dirtiest, up. but we'll we'll have like the dustiest and I don't know what's lo- the, the the some of the shallow ones. Okay, we're gonna get to some secrets, I'm sure. Easy, sounds perfect to me. But but let's just kick things off. Why, why are you here? Why did you join the Naughty Root Show? Ah uh, yeah. So for those who don't know, my name's Ann Miller, and I'm currently studying a Bachelor of Journalism at RMIT, and I've decided to volunteer um, with the Sin Radio Network this year. This um, show, the Naughty Rude Show, presents a very interesting and exciting opportunity for me because I'm kind of just excited, kind of like, why do people like sex? Who do they like having sex with? And kind of like the philosophies and the psychology behind it all. It's something that always really interests me because, like, I'm 19. I like many people. I like having fun. And I find it's really cool to be able to chat to other people about what they like and how they like it. And on, in my opinion, nothing should be taboo. Like, sex is something that is a beautiful thing that we all enjoy. And the more normal, normal lives it can become, I reckon the better we'll all be all off. That is exactly why the Naughty Road Show is here, because we love crushing those weird little weird little taboos and being, you know, pretty 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 sex positive generally. So, you know, I think you're I think you're I think you're a good fit. Uh are you on any dating apps at the moment? Uh you I might be Tinder. and all that. I definitely Tinder um have jived into the deep end with the dating apps and all that. Currently active on Tinder, Hinge and Bumble. Just kinda always good to keep the options open and see if anything happens there. Very nice. I, uh, I'm i not anymore. I was on Tinder for a little bit and um, Bumble for a li- bit back then, but not <laughs> at the moment. But, you know, that, we could turn that We could turn that around. We could turn that around. Adam, when was your first kiss? 
Um, so bit of a uh, bit of a definitely uh, not a deep one here, but a bit of a shallow one. The first time I actually kissed a girl was um, when I kind of lost my virginity. Oh wow! Like yeah, and all, I was very much a bit of a late bloomer with it all and all that. So yeah, didn't really have any experiences up until the end, up until university. Just kind of never really occurred to me. Never my thing. Honestly, it was more of a um, while some people were exploring themselves, I was probably watching uh, the soccer at uh, at around that time. I was a bit of a sports guy, but yeah. Now I was with a Tinder girl, met a lovely girl, kind of ended up having dinner, going back to her place, and as they say, it happened. You did <laughs> the deed. You did the naughty rude. Precisely. <laughs> uh, well, sounds like you're, you're pretty keen to be on here. What are you keen to chat about? Any, anything come to mind? Hmm. I think, honestly, whatever conversations arise from it and just kind of like getting to know people, getting to know pe- who they are and where they see themselves in the world, I reckon that's a really cool thing. Just an fa- absolutely fantastic thing to kind of know about. That is, yeah, exactly what we're here for, getting to know people. If you've got, uh, if anyone has any, has any like questions they want to ask of Adam or of me, I'm here too. I'm, <laughs> I'm also here. You know, hit us up on our socials or our Tumblr. Go for it. Do that. Adam, did you have, did you have any, any questions? Hmm. No, no, no. I think I'm just kind of going with the flow and all that. Kind of, if anything arises, I'll be sure to inform you. Adam, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad and all that. Loving the experience uh, so far. May the good times keep rolling. The good times shall keep rolling because you are going to be listening to a lovely little interview. I had the absolute pleasure of talking to Abigail and Oliver, creators of a Fringe Festival show because Fringe Festival is in a full swing. <laughs> and there are plenty of very, very, very naughty, sexy, fun little shows. And their show, Resistible, which has been running from the start of this week right up till tonight. So unfortunately, if you missed it, you missed it. But they might be running it again sometime soon. So, you know, keep your eyes open. Is all about the news, which doesn't sound very sexy at all, but that's the point. And they made it, uh, you know, the sexiest news I think I've ever seen. Exactly. If, um, if there's uh, people who can turn the financial news into something a bit naughty and a bit cheeky, I think those are the guys from what I've heard. They definitely are. So we're going to throw over to that interview. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Naughty Rude Show. I am Zach, and today I am joined by some very special guests as part of this fringe season, the creators of the sexiest show about the news that I think is currently running, Mm. Abigail and Oliver. Welcome to the show. How are we? We're great. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks so much. So, why don't you tell us, what is your show all about? That's an excellent question. Um, Abby, take it away. (laughs) Well, it's called Resistible, and as Zach so aptly put, it is sexy news. So, wow. You know, the news is just... It's a difficult thing to watch these days because the world isn't all roses. So in our little play, uh, it's gotten to the point where journalists have to take that extra step uh, in delivering their, you know, news uh, and making it into a cabaret with lots of glitter and tap dancing, song and dance, all that Mm. good stuff. It's um, there is a plot. There is a plot. (laughs) But it's it's a very loose show, I think. And that's part of its appeal, I think. Like, it's it's very fun, fast, sexy, um, and it doesn't need to mean too much. 
And I like that. It can mean about as much as you want it yeah, to mean. Yeah, it's, it's open to interpretation <laughs> to an extent, I think. But yes, original but, music. But it is definitely sexy. Oh, oh yeah, no, of course. Oh, Where okay. You haven't seen the weather told like this. No, ooh. never. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That was actually just one of our scenes. It's just titled Sexy Weather. Mm. <laughs> how, does, how does one make the weather sexy? Well, you have to think about, um, you know, if it's too cold or if it's too hot, you know, uh, what kind of level of dress you're at to make. um maybe maybe it's raining maybe you need some protection um I mean, always use protection. Yeah, you don't want it. Well, yeah. Um, otherwise, you'll get too wet and you <laughs> won't feel anything. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot there, as <laughs> you can see. There. There's a lot happening. <laughs> a lot um, to dig into. Yeah, really sink you your could teeth say into. that. Highbrow theatre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So, so where did the idea of making the news sexy come about? Well, um, funnily enough, I was going through my phone on the way here and I found the first message that you sent to me. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> asking me if I wanted to do the show. Hold on, I can get it out. Um, it was sent on, I believe, the 28th of June. <sighs> Long ago. Yeah, and it literally just says, um, do you want to... New message. Do a show with me. New message. Beginning of October at Butterfly Club. And the pitch that I got from Abby was two-hander with a two. Um, Brecht cabaret, political sexy moment, split the profit, bubba ding, bubba boom. <laughs> Promise to be more organized than with ground floor. That was the last show I did. Yeah. And it, was a, it was a shamble. It was, it was a very fun shamble, though. So immediately I just had no punctuation, just said, yes, what do you need me to do? I was so here for that immediate and, commitment. And that was it, yeah. And then um, the rest of the conversation is us just starting to flesh things out. But that yeah. was that was the original pitch. So Abby approached me. Yeah, I just had like an aesthetic in mind. I wanted to do something exactly like that, you know, Mm. Brecht Cabaret, um, Jazz Hands, Um, (laughs) which was just a fun thing to do because I normally come at things from a very plot heavy sort of perspective. But this was like, it's definitely an aesthetic. Um, I thought there would be something in, you know, uh, looking into how, how the news can keep us watching in, in tragic times. And so then Ollie and I just eventually managed to get together um, and we just spent an afternoon mapping out all of the bits that Mm. we could do. And then the next few months were spent actually writing the bits. Yeah. (laughs) And And some of them only got written like four days ago. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Like, because there were bits that just weren't working and it was just like, (gasps) all right, let's just, like, they were good bits. That's the thing. about them. But they didn't like, um, like there was one song that is amazing that Abby wrote that we had to kind of like cut up into pieces yeah. because it's like it. we realised kind of together that it didn't live in, in the show. The yeah, it's like it's about tragedy and I really need, needed that to be in there to make mm. the point about. It's like a, the hugest plot song I yeah, think we have. Exactly. And it was well, like, it's hmm. always difficult to, to write that because... You, there are things you have to put in and they're not necessarily fun or funny. It's mm. just sort of necessary. Um, so the whole time it was like, how am I going to make this fun? How am I going to make this interesting? Are we going to learn a whole dance? No, we can't do that in two days. Um, Abby can learn a whole dance in two days. No, I just can improvise I just say? it and make it, um, yeah. make it look like I know what I'm doing. Um, mm. <laughs> the cursed tap dance. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. But um, it's it's amazing. We've also um, been working really closely with our stage manager, producer, lighting technician, um, oh sound gosh. designer, she Katie Head, um, who has, on top of all of the work she's been doing for us, has also helped us with some of those big story beats yeah. and, like, really... Like, it's been so helpful. I don't know about, like, I don't know. Like, it's just having, like, somebody else who is not living inside of either of our, of our brains. Or our bodies. Because you can't bodies. watch yourself move. No. But she's been so, yeah. No mirrors in these the studios. Yes. And we're very grateful for that. Yeah, it's just been amazing. And that was, I think, one of the notes that she had. It was just, and it was, it was so good. And so the other day, literally, on the weekend, <laughs> Abby, we were just sitting at my um, kitchen table. And Abby was just like, right, I'll rewrite it. And then I did a bit <laughs> did of a pass. Katie did a bit. Yeah, but it was great. And Katie did a pass. And then it was like, cool, new scene, done. And it just, so that's it our really, process. it's a lot better now. So, so it just kind of came together from all these different ideas that yep. just eventually formed like a final show. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a lot like that. There, it's pretty like segmented. Yeah. Were there any like bits that you had that when you came up with them were just kind of like an aha moment of like, this belongs. Like, this is where we want this show to go. Was there anything that kind of formed I think that, that the sexy weather was one of those moments. It was definitely one of them. Other yeah. moments have been sort of like a, oh, we'll keep that on the back burner <laughs> in case, like, we we run under time and we just need oh something to fill in the space. And then, I don't know, I just, like, say wrote a little bit of this song about... Um, you know, you know, there's like Florida man or like the local man does this and it's just kind of pretending mm. he's the same man. Um, and I just wrote this little country ballad about being in love with him. Uh, and then Katie was like, that's the best that has to be in the show. <laughs> so and we put it in. Well, when we first were putting together all the pieces initially, um, it was one of those because we just like literally it was like a weird jigsaw that we had to make happen. And it was just we had all of these titles for all of the bits in front of us and we were just kind of trying to put them into an order again and make them all fit properly and Local Man which is I think one of the best bits of the entire show was left to the side (laughs) because we had no idea where to put it (laughs) because it's such a tonal shift like it's this like you know and originally it was going to be um, Abby and I on stage together for that bit but I couldn't find anything to do in it because it's like (laughs) No, this needs to just be Abby with a guitar, like, standing there. And, like, same when I've got a song later on where it's just me at the piano. But those are the only times in which we're actually alone on stage. Yeah. Like, the rest of it is just... Us just faffing about And even in that song, like... Abby's oh, like got have, things to do. I do make do. an appearance and then I scurry away. Yes. <laughs> what, what's the piano song about? The piano song is uh, called Thoughts and Prayers. Um, that and, works for everything. Yeah, pretty much. That was our whole, um, yes, logic of it. It's like basically just um, a filler song that they have um, on file for whenever anything bad happens. They play this song. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Topical. So, yeah, very topical. Mm. Do you think, like, moving into the news itself, right, like... Is there a part of, was there a specific news story that, I mean, I guess, Abigail, you were the one who kind of came up with the idea. Was there a specific news story that you had read that you were like, I need to do a show about the news? Um, No, it was definitely a vague concept. Like, the news is a collective. Partly, it was sort of why I wanted to do it was because I felt very overwhelmed by just like tragedy after tragedy, that it was difficult to, um, you know, keep 
having empathy. Like you sort of you have to have a bit of a glaze sometimes. Otherwise, you'll just get very overwhelmed by all of the terrible things happening in the、mm. world.、Um, and so I was finding that to be a thing. So、yeah. that's sort of where it's at. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a bit much. So let's put it in shiny packaging so that、um, so that people still consume it. And that then also goes into、um, the idea of we have a- advertising during the news,、um, and <laughs> <laughs> and you know how how if people aren't going to watch the news,、mm. how is it going to be funded? How are Yeah. Journalists gonna make money if they don't have any sponsorship. So I mean, in our little play, we have a very ridiculous sponsor,、mm. um, but then they're also kind of the villain of the story. I'm so glad that that bit made it in. Yeah, I really didn't think it was I didn't、happen. think it was gonna make it.、Um, the <laughs> sponsor in question is、um, probably one of the stupidest jokes I've ever written. <laughs> And now everybody gets to look at it.、Um, and yeah, I'm I'm thrilled that it did not get cut. Thank you. <laughs> um, were there、yeah. any Were there any others that you really like? You wished they could have made it, but they just didn't fit the show. <sighs> the tragedy song was a tragedy to lose. We still、um, kept the choruses. We did, we did, but I liked the verses Me too. as well. But yeah, they didn't.、Um, they weren't dramatic enough. <laughs> what else did we act? I was going to write an encore song, but I didn't end up doing it. Yeah,、um, you came up with this really early as well. As just like sort of a little thing、tack. I wrote down. Oh my god! Yeah, it didn't really fit in. It the didn't、end. fit anymore. Well,、um, it was going to be like a ukulele ballad about how、um, shitty it was to do uni on Zoom. Oh. Just completely out of character, direct address to the audience at the end of the show. Just like, don't ask us about it, please. When, when you, we're when we're、yeah. chatting in the foyer, having a do drink, not ask us over drinks. Don't bring it up. Do not ask us <laughs> it was、theater. bad. Do not message us. That's it.、Um, like it was, yeah. And then, like, I wrote bits of it. Could have finished it, didn't, and I'm glad. Yeah, because now our encore is like an amalgamation of all of the songs in the、mm. show, a little dance, and that's fun. A little bow. That's way more fun. Yeah. And that was our interview with Abigail and Oliver, creators of Resistible. You can catch the full thing because guess what? That was only about half of it, actually. So you can catch the full thing over on our podcast. And yeah, make sure you keep your eyes peeled. Resistible, as I said, is running until tonight. Unfortunately, it is a tragic, tragic, tragic tragedy. And so is the show,、uh, but no, the show is great, and I mean it's about tragedy. But yes, unfortunately, if you are catching this just now, you have missed your chance to see it. But it may show again, so keep your eyes peeled and tune into that interview anyway, because they're lovely, lovely people. Exactly, and all that is must-watch show and all that. Unfortunately, you have missed it and all that, but you get our little recap on it on the podcast. So be sure to tune in for the full interview、um, on all your platforms, servicing、uh, platforms. Next up on tonight's agenda is dating apps and the experiences that both me and Zach、uh, have. Have had on it so far. So Zach,、uh, what do you say your experiences on whatever platform you choose to use? Um, whatever, what has it been like so far for you? I'd say my experience is、um, quantity <laughs> of app,、um, low high quantity of app, low quantity of success. As in, I've been on a lot of apps, <laughs> never really sure what I've wanted from them, and、uh, never went anywhere with any of them. So. 
it's a bit of a mixed bag in terms of I have a lot of experience on dating apps, but I don't think it's good experience, honestly. Exactly. It can be like finding a needle in a haystack when it comes to finding the one, whether it be... Mm, eh, it's more like I'm bad at talking to people on the internet. <laughs> um, very bad at talking to people mm. on the internet because I'm always just like, man, I don't know how to text. Mm. Uh, so I don't. <laughs> Which is uh, not not how dating apps work, is it? Exactly. Expecting kind of expect like texting someone you've actually never met in person or never talked to before. It's like, how do I say hi? Am I meant to say hi? Am I meant to like be flirty or cheeky and all that? It's kind of that you're entering the great unknown. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of all up in the air and whatever happens happens. It's just it's a fun time, but it's kind of like I don't know what's going on. It's a bit, it's a, it's a minefield, honestly. It stresses me out. I, I there's just like so many rules that I don't know that feel so arbitrary. But I'll, I'll go over the list. So I've been on a lot over the years. I'm not actually on any at the moment, and I don't plan on jumping back to any for a while. Uh, but I was on I was on Tinder for a fair while. I was on Hinge. I was on Bumble. Mm. I was on OkCupid for a bit. Um, mm. I feel like I was on a couple others that have kind of slipped my mind. I was on mm. Field for a little bit as well. Mm. Those are probably the main ones that I was on, or the most recent ones. Um, a lot of them were like, okay, I'll check out, see what this one's specific gimmick is. It's gimmick is being bad. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty various, but never. I've never like been on a date, so mm. like you know, not really, not really my thing all that much. Mm. But I do think they're a very interesting way of meeting people. What oh, about exactly? I think that's a big thing about growing up and all that. You start to figure out kind of what way do you like to meet people, yeah. the type of people you want to meet, and in what situation you want to meet them. Some people love to kind of. Some people can love online dating. They can kind of. They just have that natural charm. They can set something up very quickly. Other people prefer taking more slowly or kind of prefer meeting in person to kind of actually kind of get that heart-to-heart connection or kind of actually hear their voice. Would you say you have that natural charm? Depends on the (laughs) depends on the moment. I don't. I'm not going to be one to toot my own horn and all that, but I love meeting people. Honestly, I love learning about their cultures. I love who they are and basically what makes them tick. And the way I think about it, if it leads to something, that's awesome. If it doesn't lead to something, that's completely fine. I just hope that they feel safe in my company and hope they enjoy just chatting to me and whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm very chilled and laid back about it. And I think it's just, like, I only, I only have one side. I just want to experience everything there is that uh, life can throw at me till I get till I get old and have responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, fair, 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 fair. And I am slowly approaching old. No, I'm not. I'm 22. I feel <laughs> like I'm approaching old. Um, but, exactly. you know. Exactly. Okay. Talking to me and all that, probably feel a bit old and all that. Maybe being the young one and only 19. <laughs> Yeah, you're just you're the baby of the you're the baby of the group now. You're the baby of the show. Exactly. You no might way. be the young. Oh, uh, uh, Tom is also nineteen, I believe. But uh, you know he'll be on later. So anyway, um, what are you on? You, you're on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. I think. Ah, uh, yeah, those, the dynamic, yeah. the dynamic trio. Should I say so myself yeah. and all that? But yeah, I think it's kind of interesting, kind of what different dynamic they each hold. Tinder's very much your traditional. You swipe until you match, and then you can both say hello. Uh but probably I reckon. I'm sure our audience will kind of agree that probably nine times out of ten, it's usually the guy making the first move than the girl. But then that's kind of the reverse of Bumble, because like the yeah. girls kind of have to make the uh, first move. And that's something that I've, talking to some, of the, some girl mates that I have, that's something they feel a bit uncomfortable with, because just kind of the societal norms haven't actually shaped them to be able to kind of make that first move, and they feel kind of very nervous. That's interesting. I do see a similar... like Well, at least when I was on Bumble, I did see sort of a similar thing. A lot of people would put literally just a full stop as their first message (laughs) and it's like i see what you're doing you're opening up me to make the first move and like that's fine Mm. but why are you on bumble like you know that's the whole point of this app like it's literally what it's built around exactly and like i'll be completely honest and all that like i kind of go on there like a bit flirty oh i kind of like talking about kind of 
Topics you can get passionate about. I kind of get a bit little bored by the, hi, how are you? How's the weather going? How many dogs do you have? So I think it's kind of gone sporty sometimes. Like, hi, hi, I might just kind of do like a little pickup line. Not Ooh. like really cheeky, but kind of like a... Can you hit us with a good one? Oh, okay. Um, bit of nostalgia for all you guys and all that. I think we all remember playing the Nintendo Wii when we were growing up. So my go-to one is like, do you like Nintendo? Because we would look good together getting a drink. Oh, yeah, I think I do. I do like that. I do like that. Exactly, and all that. Wii Sports for me was like an addiction growing up, especially Wii Tennis. I'm beaten on Wii Tennis, so anyone fans of the challenge and all that, I don't think you can beat me. I'm unbeatable at Wii Tennis. That is my little brag for the day. I want to go <laughs> contact my uh, Player One friends. Player One is Sin's flagship video game show, which you should check out Monday nights. Uh, see, see if they can. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll do a Wii Sports tournament. Uh, but anyway, back to the dating apps, which is what we're here for. Here's a bit of a question: because uh, you're on a few, do you use the same pictures on all of them? Uh, honestly, most of the time I do, and all that. My kind of what I'm kind of looking for doesn't really differ from Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble. But I kind of find out that Bumble, I can kind of, I can make kind of deeper connections because you now have chats. Tinder is kind of like more kind of quick dates, and Bumble is a combination of both. Honestly, very much depends what you're looking for, and you probably you might find it, you might not. Either yeah, or. fair, fair. But yeah, well, we'll probably uh, as the shows, as the weeks go on, go more into dating apps because it's something we do enjoy talking about. And uh, any listeners, if you've got a fun little dating app story or some thoughts and opinions and feelings, hit us up on our socials. Those are at Naughty Rude S Y N, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Or go through our anonymous Tumblr link, which is thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. I'm Abby. And I'm Ollie. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to The Naughty, Naughty Rude Show. Show. So, Zach, uh, what's next up on the agenda on this lovely Sunday night? Well, we are keeping the fringe coverage going. I had a lovely interview with the fabulous Bernie Dieter, creator of Bernie Dieter's Club Cabaret, a very, very saucy little show. Ooh, that's what we like here? And that is running, yes, it is what we like, it's what we love. And that is running until the 30th of October as part of Melbourne Fringe Festival. So uh, I won't fill you in on the details. I will let, well, me and Bernie Dieter fill you in on the details. (laughs) And remember, you can always catch this interview again on our podcast, as well as the other interviews we have done for Fringe Season and all the other interviews we've done anyway. So, without further ado, let's listen to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an interview here on The Naughty Rude Show with the lovely Bernie Dieter the creator of Bernie Dieter's Club Cabaret as part of this Fringe Festival. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, Zach, darling. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. So, yes, Fringe Festival is in full swing and you are creating and performing in Club Cabaret. Could you tell us a little bit about that just to kick things off? Of course. Well, darling, it's a show I've been touring all over the world. We just had a sellout six-week season in Sydney, and uh, I'm very excited to be in beautiful Melbourne. It's a sexy circus cabaret show with a live band. We have a gender-bending aerial. We have fire breathing. We have a sexy sideshow. We have hair hanging, all kinds of weird and wonderful things. Uh, And of course, you have me, uh, the chanteuse, obviously, of the night uh, with some original songs and some covers as well. But it's all a little bit naughty and a little bit filthy, which uh, I'm quite excited for Melbourne to get involved with. So 
it should be fun. (laughs) We do love a little bit of naughty and a little bit of filthy here. Have you performed in (laughs) Melbourne before? Uh, I have, this is really my first big, big show, my first big season in Melbourne. So I'm very excited uh, to see how audiences are going to react. But I think that Melbourne crowds are going to be a lot of fun. I have heard you do love the fields. So I'm very excited to see how it's going. <laughs> how have you found performing in Melbourne before? Uh, yeah, well, as I said, I haven't done it much. So um, the little taste that I had was very good. Um, and I love Australia. I've toured quite a lot uh, in Australia before. And I do generally love Australia because Australians are a lot of fun. You know, I think there's a kind of misconception, a bit like the UK, that everyone's quite conservative. But actually, scratch the surface a little bit. Uh, people really let loose and and embrace it and, you know, um, are really up for a good time. So I, I do love performing in Australia. That's great to hear because then you're, you know, in the right place. <laughs> so it kind of sounds like a bit of audience interaction is a really big part of your shows. Has that always been a thing? Is that something that's new oh, or something you've always, always done? Always been a thing. Yeah, I love um, connecting with people, you know, and I think that's the beauty of cabaret. It's not, uh, there's no fourth wall, you know. Um, it's a conversation with the audience the whole time. And, you know, I do do uh, some, it's quite interactive. I, I like to climb on people a little bit. And I feel like uh, I did have to stop that for a little while, but um, I'm really glad that it's back. And people are so embracing of it, you know, because um, I never make fun of anyone. You know, it's not like that. It's like we all play together. And uh, I think it's really beautiful. And people really miss that sense of connection. You know, the last few years have been such a, Right. Shitstorm, excuse my language, but I think we all just need it. You know, we're just craving being in a room with other humans and um, letting go and laughing and, you know, having a few drinks with our friends and, and celebrating life and difference, you know, so. On that note, like, have you found that after lockdown, people were more engaged in performances or did that change much or was it kind of the same? No, it's been... Uh, I mean, I always had a beautiful connection with my audiences, you know, but I really feel like people realized how much they just needed uh, live music, live performance, that energy that you just can't get from anything else. You know, you can get some amazing things from Netflix, but you can't get that electric feeling of being in a in a room uh, with other humans laughing, uh, seeing something death-defying or mind-blowing you know it's just it's just a really unique thing that we all really missed and you know I I was lucky enough to do a lot of touring actually uh over the last couple of years and I did some shows in London uh just after the lockdowns were lifted and they were crazy you know people just craving it everyone was out and um you know, then I went to Singapore, which was completely different. You were not allowed to leave the hotel with more than one other person, you know, and the shows, everyone was set with a full two meter circle around them. And, um, but, and they weren't allowed to applaud. They were told at the start, no cheering, you know? And so, but at the end, the applause that they gave the show was just so heartfelt and beautiful and so many people messaged me on social media saying you know I just was so moved by 
uh, that that feeling that I haven't had and I realized how much I missed it and so I think I think audiences are really yeah ready to be out there and living again you know so it's really magical I, I feel very lucky and you really just kind of throw them in in this show is it something that just just happens yeah it just happens you know it's um it's always different but uh yeah you just find someone with nice smiley eyes and they look like they're ready to you know have a bit of a play and you know um yeah we see what happens where the night takes us but yeah it's a really um it's a lot of fun you know the show is really one hell of a party so uh, it's uh yeah a good time no that sounds really cool and you said earlier that it's sort of a mix of you know circus and you've got fire breathing and you've got a live music and you've got all these different things all in one package and I was just kind of wondering like how does it all blend together is it just all this one big thing or is it more one like mini performance after the other like how does that fit together for you uh yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, the acts will come out. Um, I I sort of host this show and uh, we have amazing performers um, from all over the world and they come out and they show us their mind-blowing skills. Uh, and I sometimes sing behind them. I've obviously written a lot of songs as well, some of the ruder, but I guess I can, I can tell you, this show is all about that, right? So I can say, so, you know, I, I have my songs about dick pics and... Um, another song that's kind of a feminist anthem entitled Lick My Pussy, which is a, a favorite of mine. Uh, and, you know, I, I come on in between the songs and yeah, it, it kind of, it's like um, inspired by old school variety shows or the Weimar Republic, you know, the shows in Berlin and in that time of cabaret where everything was, um, you know, it was a similar time, actually, just after the war, there was the Spanish um, flu pandemic as well. And Weimar Cabaret just kind of took off, you know, it's a real art form that people can, yeah, connect with and interact with. And um, it pushed the boundaries, you know, it was gender bending, um, you know, queerness was really celebrated. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where that style of show comes from for us. So. Yeah, it's it's that style of show, but very modern. <laughs> so you've kind of taken the old school and put a bit of a more modern twist on it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've taken the modern and but... put a more old school twist on it. No, no, definitely the other way around. Uh, we are, you know, nothing about the show is really old school except for that that spirit, you know, that Weimar cabaret spirit of pushing the boundaries, social commentary, you know, um, subversive comedy you know uh so all of that is in there but yeah it's all very very modern very relevant to people living today how important do you think or how useful do you think cabaret is in pushing those boundaries and things like that very useful yeah i mean it's um it's kind of in the heart of the art form that's what they've always done you know question the government and uh and question societal norms you know and uh I think that's really art in general, especially live art, live performance is a huge part of that. And cabaret is a really fun, accessible, playful way that you can, yeah, connect with that kind of more punk, subversive, um, disruptive nature. Yeah. Have you ever sort of changed the show over time uh, as sort of conventions changed or has it kind of been sort of the same thing, just 
little tweaks here. Oh no, it's always evolving, you know, because I write new songs, they go in. Uh, so it's, you know, it's very changeable. I have new, I'm lucky that I have very talented friends who live all over the world. So depending which city we are touring to, there will be different acts and um, different musicians and, you know, collaborating with all kinds of different artists. So um, yeah, it's an ever, ever changing, evolving uh, beast. But I think that's what makes it so poignant and uh you can really respond to what's happening in the world you know i guess you never really know what you're going to get out of it as well as an audience member it'd be different each time yeah absolutely yeah but hopefully it will always be a lot of fun uh could you tell me a bit about some of the uh performers absolutely yeah i'm very excited we have um an amazing cast so we have uh the beautiful fancy chance she's a five foot four korean american uh little pocket rocket covered in tattoos and she practices the old art of hair hanging which is she literally hangs from her hair and gets lifted into the air and flies around the tent uh and it's i mean it's just mind-blowing to watch um and she does this beautiful ballet in the air, you know. Um, we also have wow. Fathoms, who are two beautiful boys um, playing with gender and also bending, yeah, bending gender and their bodies and the things that the, the positions that they can bend into are absolutely ridiculous. So they like do a duo act on straps and they wrap themselves around each other and um, form these beautiful visual striking images in, in um, the, the roof of the Spiegel tent. Uh, we have the fantastic Myra Dubois, who's coming all the way from the UK. Um, she is Rotherham's finest export. So I would say, you know, comedy, acid tongued, very quick witted and hilarious. I'm very excited to see her again. She's an old friend of mine. Um, and we also have Jacqueline Fury, who is a fire breathing, um, angle grinding goddess. Absolutely the most dangerous human I know, but she does it with the most grace and beauty and style that you will ever see. Uh, and we also have Adam Malone, who is uh, kind of an explosion of energy and um, power. And he plays with his beautiful hula hoops and uh, he's just mesmerizing. He also gets a little bit nude, which I really enjoy because I'm right behind him. <laughs> so, uh, they're all very beautiful and very talented. Oh, and we have Blue Phoenix, who is... Um, a beautiful human is actually Mr. Pole World. So he's uh, the king of male pole dancing uh, in the world, actually just won that title. So um, yeah, I mean, you see him on a pole in his 12 inch heels and it's like, it's one of the most exciting things you will ever watch. Um, yeah, so it's an incredible cast. I'm really, really excited. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Have you worked with all these performers before? Uh, yeah, in different shows. Um, a lot of them uh, were just in Sydney with me as well. There's a few new ones. So, yeah, I, I know them all. You know, I, I'm, as I said, I'm very lucky. I have very talented friends um, all over the world. So, yeah. I'm excited to to play with them all again. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. That sounds absolutely exciting and phenomenal in every way. So if people want to find out more about Club Cabaret, where can they find you on social media and things like that? Yeah, they want well, to track you down. They can find me at Bernie Dieter. Uh, and if they have a look at uh, BernieDieter.com, so they will, they will find me. <laughs> 
And thank you for joining us here on The Naughty Rude Show. It has been lovely to talk to you. If you're listening now, make sure to check out Bernie Dieter's Club Cabaret as part of this Melbourne Fringe Festival. Thank you for listening. And that was our lovely interview with the lovely Bernie Dieter. Remember, you can always check that out again on the podcast if you want to hear it. That's just The Naughty Root Show, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we're going to go to a couple songs. We'll be back soon. We're going to be talking about contraception. Isn't that right, Adam? I think it will and all that, because we are The Naughty Root Show here, but we're also The Naughty Root and Safe Show here. Yes. And contraception is such an important thing, in case the male, the female, and everything in between, safe while they're doing it. So it's an important conversation that we all stand to learn from. Next up on the agenda tonight is uh, contraception, something that is honestly not easy to chat about, especially with your mates or just with the general public, but a conversation that it needs to take place all the same. Wouldn't you say, wouldn't you say that, uh, Zach? Yeah, it's something that I think people don't talk about as much as they maybe could, and I've, I've mentioned this on the show before. Um, I, I long for the days when you can just casually bring up, like, like mm. it, I remember talking about it with Tammy, one of the other hosts, uh, about how... We both long for the days where you could just ask a mate, hey, do you have any condoms on you? I, I forgot <laughs> to bring mine. Which, you know, we don't live in those days yet, but one day maybe we shall. Exactly. On this show, we're just breaking down these barriers when it comes to sexual health. Breaking down barriers, but also telling you to use your barriers. Precisely, and all that. Protection and <laughs> openness in the same in the same sense of the word. Whew. But exactly, and all that. So I think, yeah, the better you can communicate it with the person you're doing it with and kind of what they want you to use or what you want them to use, I think the better off we will all be all the same. You yeah. Do you, do you find that the conversation, like, okay, do you bring up contraception or do you find that your partner brings up contraception I think first? in my case, I play it really safe. I'll use a condom no matter the situation. Even if the girl would happen to be on um, birth control, I personally don't want to take that risk. Yeah. And I know there's obviously, you can say it feels better without a condom, but I'm just not willing to take that risk for my own sexual health. And the way I think about it, the world doesn't need any more Adam Millers than there already <laughs> are. So best not to take that risk when it comes to potentially having any not so happy little accidents. Yeah, in I situation. mean, no form of contraception is 100% effective, but having more forms of contraception does increase the effectiveness and it doesn't really hurt. Also, condoms are the only form of contraception that can reliably protect against STDs, which are a thing that you should protect against because we want sex to be safe and we want people to be healthy. Exactly. And that's not taking away from any of the fun and all that. You can still do plenty of other things. It's just use a condom when you're doing what you do. And it just, exactly, it keeps us safe, keeps you safe, keeps them safe, and it means the fun times can keep on rolling for as long as you want them to last. Yeah. And um, the the other thing that, uh, I mean, I feel like this is just going to turn into us going, yeah, condoms are great. <laughs> the other thing that's pretty good is they're generally pretty easy to get. Like, you can just get it from a supermarket, which uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before. Fun fact, I did not know that you could literally just buy condoms at a supermarket mm. until I was 18, and I didn't find out uh, until then because that was when I started working at a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the things you the things you experienced being a checkout chick, eh? Uh, yep. I finally was like, oh, that's where you get them. Oh, there they are. They don't just kind of magically appear in your back pocket. You actually have to go out no. and get them. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, and on the note of like getting condoms, make sure they're up to date. Make sure that they aren't past their use-by. Make sure that they haven't been in a spot that's, like, too warm or where they'd be, like, rubbing against too many things if they've been in your wallet for a long time. That can wear them down. That mm. can make them break. And if they break, they don't work. Exactly. They're, like, not, they're they just a piece of plastic. They're, piece of, they're a piece of rubber. A piece of latex. Exactly. As Although a, you can get a, latex-free ones. 
Exactly. As the saying goes, even if it's the quickie, use a sticky. I think I've that's never heard that before. Really? Wow, that's a good one. I like. I love a bit of a bit of a little, a bit of a rhyme, a bit of a pun, a bit of a fun little wordplay. I like that. It is a limerick I live and die by, honestly, and it has served me well so far, and it should serve me well in the future. Very good. Do you do you keep condoms on you? Generally speaking, like. Um, usually, I think, especially when I'm going on dates and all that, I'll just kind of shove one into my wallet or kind of keep it in the back pocket. Obviously, I won't be going down a Ligon Street or Burke Street kind of waving around in the air, <laughs> but keep it in the back pocket. And if it's needed, cool. Obviously, it's going to be a fun night. But if it's not, it's always good to just be be plan, plan beforehand. Yeah, and I mean, the thing about them is they're so light and small and easy to carry that I've always been of the opinion of, like, why not just keep one on you? Like, this, there's, there's like exactly. no downside. Like, they are so small. They take up no space. Just keep it on you, and it, the the risk of not having it is so much worse. Precisely. Than the, like, so what if you accidentally, like, if someone accidentally sees that you have a condom in your bag, what are they gonna think? They're gonna think, ew, uh, yuck. No, they're gonna yeah. think, oh, this person is using protection. That's pretty good. Exactly. You'd rather be seen to be too safe than not safe at all. Or they're not just not gonna care because I feel like that's the reality. Is they actually will look at it and just not care. Exactly. It's none of our business. But I think especially um ties in with the fact because obviously if you kind of get in the mood. Um, horniness can cloud a lot of thoughts. So when you're kind of thinking sanely, I reckon, yeah, just playing safe and let the fun times roll. You have been listening to the Naughty Road Show with Adam and Zach. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another two hours of sexy, sexy content. This week we were all about that Fringe Festival. You heard a couple of our interviews. Unfortunately, we didn't get time to talk about the interview with Olivia McLeod, but don't worry, that will be up next week. Can give you a little info about the show anyway, though. She is doing a show called Pash, which is all about seeking your first kiss. It is running from the 11th to the 13th of October and from the 18th to the 20th, so you've got a couple chances to see it. Would absolutely recommend. Talking to her was great. We'll have that interview up on the podcast ASAP, so you can check that out. As well as the other interviews we did, we spoke to Bernie Dieter about Bernie Dieter's Club Cabaret, Abigail and Oliver about Resistible. And earlier in the year, we spoke to Stella Del Lure about Sieta the Seven Deadly Sins. So check those out wherever you get your podcasts. Just give us a search, The Naughty Root Show. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you check us out on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Naughty Root Sin. That's Naughty Root S-Y-N. Get involved. Ask us questions. You know, tell us stories. Be sexy. That kind of thing. And if you want to hit us up anonymously, do that at thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. It's been a great show. We will catch you again next week. Until then, thank you for listening.